You found it. Your number one place for free English lessons on the internet. Learn American English with this guy. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if this podcast improves your English. And now, here's your host, this guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just got out of work. Maybe you can tell I'm wearing a tie. No dad shoes today. Dress shoes. And let me be honest, I didn't have the best day. In fact, you could say I had a bad day. So in today's English lesson, we are going to talk about six ways you can say you had a bad day in your next English conversation. And one thing that always makes me feel better is taking a walk in the woods. So let's take a walk in the woods and learn some English. I'm a teacher. My wife, Jamie, is also a teacher. So one of the first things we will say to each other after a long day is, how was your day? You might hear that from a native English speaker after work. How was your day? Or you might hear, how'd it go? Did you hear how quickly I said that? How did it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? One thing that can go wrong at work is when technology doesn't work. For example, today our internet was on the fritz. If something is on the fritz, it doesn't work well all the time. So our internet was on the fritz. So that means I couldn't do most of my lessons. Most of my students use the internet every day. So when Jamie gets home tonight and she asks, hey, how did it go? I will probably say, oh, it was the worst. Now, I am exaggerating. I am saying something that's not quite true. I am making it bigger than it really is. It wasn't the worst day I've ever had, but if you want to explain to someone how was your day and it was bad, you can say, oh, it was the worst. What about coworkers? Those are people you work with, your coworkers. Well, maybe one of your coworkers had a bad day and that caused you to have a bad day. So another way to talk about having a bad day in English is you can say, nothing went right. How did it go? Oh, nothing went right today. You're still probably exaggerating because I'm sure a few things did go right, but you can just say, oh, nothing went right today. Has this ever happened to you? Has your boss ever gotten mad at you for something you did? That could be a bad day. And if that happens to you, another way in English you can say that you had a bad day is, oh, I should have just stayed in bed. Because guess what? If you stayed in bed, if you never went to work, 
you wouldn't have had that bad day. I need to be careful. I think if I walk too much, the crunch of the leaves is too loud and you won't be able to hear me. So let me stop. What if you're late to work? Maybe there was too much traffic. Maybe your alarm didn't go off. Another way to say you had a bad day in English is it was the pits. It was the pits. Now, if you are a younger person, like maybe under 40 years old, you might not want to say this. It's only older people who say, oh, it was the pits. Do you know what the pits are? Think about a fruit, like a peach. I'll put a picture right up there of a peach. In the middle of the peach is the pit. You can't eat the pit. There's, I don't know why there is a pit in a peach anyway. Probably has something to do with it growing, but I know you can't eat it, so it's the pits. Another way to say it was a bad day is it was the pits. Look at this. Right next to where I'm walking are some abandoned train tracks. Now be careful. These next two, you can't say to everybody. They are definitely informal. Maybe don't tell your grandmother this. But another way to say that you have had a bad day in English is, ugh. I had a crappy day. Now, I am not going to explain what crap is. You will have to look that up on your own. But let's just say it's not pleasant. It's pretty bad. But that is a pretty common, informal way to say you had a bad day. It was pretty crappy. You know, one thing that could make your day at work really bad is that you ran out of some sort of supply. Maybe toilet paper. Maybe at work, the boss forgot to order toilet paper, so your office didn't have any toilet paper the entire day. You, that would be a bad day. And you could say, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked is a very informal way to say you had a bad day but it's a very common way to say it. I wouldn't say my day at work sucked. I might just say, eh, it wasn't the best. That is a bonus way to say you had a bad day. Eh, it wasn't the best. That's it for this lesson, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning English. Right up there is an English lesson where I visited a tourist town out in the state of Arizona. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time. What is going on, everyone? I hope you are ready to learn some English because guess what? I am ready to teach some English. And hopefully everything goes okay. As you can see, well, unless you're listening on the podcast, welcome if you are. But if you're watching live, hello. Or if you're watching on replay, yes, I am outside. Anything could happen. It's a little windy. It's a little cloudy. But usually what happens, the minute I go live, the sun comes from behind the clouds, lights up my screen, and I won't be able to see anything. But so far, so good. 
I can still see the screen. Let me say hello to a couple people. I saw Audie was in here early. Audie, what is going on? I talk with Audie almost every day on, um, I almost said Discord, but it's a volley. Atem? I probably said that wrong. I know it's written in Cyrillic alphabet. Noriko, hope everything is going well in Japan. Argentina's in the house. Welcome, Maria. Indonesia is here. How are you? Yulia's here. And there's a truck backing up. That truck has backed up about 10 times this morning. My neighbor is probably having some trouble with her cable. So there are some people working on her wires. But that truck, I thought they were done. Maybe you didn't hear it. But hey, Freddie Wolf is here. Oh, dear. Freddie is asking about how's the work progressing in your basement? Um, That's why I'm outside. I cannot go live in my basement anymore. In that room, there is a toilet. There are pieces of a shower. So basically more work was done in the basement, more demoing, just more destroying things that got wet. So work is being done. Everything is being destroyed, unfortunately. I wish it was getting put back together, to use an English phrasal verb. It will. It's just not anytime soon. Oh, my goodness. So things are going well. But Oleg, how are you? Hope everything is well in Turkey. East Timor is in the house. What's up, Eagles Fly? How are you? Jose, I'm doing well. Things are going well here. Today's lesson. I'm glad you asked. Today. Actually, before we get to today's lesson, I need to give a huge shout out to a new Gold Channel member. I got to speak with him this week on, I want to keep saying Discord, it's Volley, Volley, Gold members, Eugene. He is from Moldova. He lives in Germany now, works in Luxembourg. It was good to meet you. I'm sure we will be chatting quite a bit on Volley. Got a little something for you here. Welcome. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, he did all that. He's in Discord. He's in Volley. Welcome, Eugene. I don't think you're in the chat now, but hopefully you will see this message at some point. Welcome. Harry. Harry 300 is here. Nice. And I saw... Hey, Alberto is here. Welcome. Welcome. If you would like to become a member, there is a link in the chat, I think. Now, what is today's English lesson about? Today's English lesson is actually about a 500-pound butter cow. And you might be thinking, Brent, what is a butter cow? And to be honest, before I read this article... I didn't know what a butter cow was either. It made sense. So we have a cow and it's made of butter. And Audie asked earlier, what's the difference between cheese and butter? That's a good question. I thought, hmm, I, I don't exactly know. I know that I would put cheese on a sandwich, but I probably wouldn't put butter. 
on a sandwich. I would butter my toast. Butter can be a verb, but I wouldn't cheese my toast. I probably wouldn't put cheese on top of my toast. But both are made from milk. And very soon in this article, we are going to be talking about the word dairy, which means made from milk in English. There's like a dairy barn we'll talk about later. But yeah, there is a state fair in the state of Illinois. And they made a statue of a cow out of butter. Yeah, Americans, we don't exactly like to be healthy. So we try to put butter on almost everything. And we love it so much that my neighbor's walking by. Actually, my sister-in-law is walking by with her dog. We love butter so much. We sculpt things out of it. Do you know that verb, sculpt? Usually you sculpt out of rock or clay. You may just have one big blob of something. And then you take a knife and then you cut away. Well, they did that with butter and they made a cow. So that's what this lesson is about today. And of course, anytime you are reading the news in English, you are going to encounter some advanced English words. And that is what we are going to do today. We are going to talk about all of those advanced words like agenda, unveil, Illinois, a county fair. We are going to talk about counties, states, and cities. What's the difference? All right, let's do this. Fayez, I hope you're doing well. Manuel, hope you're doing well. Did I say hello to Aroni? So many people. Anya's here too. Welcome, welcome. Hopefully everyone is here to learn English, and that is exactly what we are going to do. Now, anytime you see an article, you probably want to start with the title. The title, usually in big words, to capture your attention. Well, we start off with a very advanced word that we will talk about, and that word is iconic. Iconic butter cow to be unveiled Wednesday ahead of Illinois State Fair opening. Oh my goodness. Cecilia's here. What is going on? Hope you're doing well. So let's talk about iconic first. So iconic means super famous, really well known. Now, I would think even if you are really young, you probably have heard of Michael Jackson. In my opinion, he was a very iconic singer, dancer, showman, we might call him iconic. So everybody knows Michael Jackson, young, old, you may love him, you may hate him, but you probably know him. And if everyone around the world knows someone or something, you could probably call them iconic. How about this? For any people in the chat who are fans of the sport of football or Soccer, we call it in American English. Messi, I've heard of that guy. 
I don't even watch soccer that much, but I've heard of this guy, Lionel Messi. He's Argentinian, isn't he, Maria, Cecilia? I think he's Argentinian, but he is an iconic footballer. And notice that I put an in front of iconic because it starts with a vowel I. Messi is an iconic footballer. Hey, love it or hate it, everybody knows McDonald's. You know those golden arches, those two arches that are gold that form the letter M for McDonald's. McDonald's is an iconic fast food chain. Iconic doesn't mean you like it. It just means you know it. If something is famous for a bad reason, there is an advanced English word you can use, and that is infamous. Infamous. So Michael Jackson might be infamous. I know some people don't like him. And um, McDonald's. A lot of people get fat because of McDonald's. McDonald's might be infamous. So famous for a bad reason, but still iconic. It's still famous. We also talked about unveiled in that title. Unveiled. What does that mean? Unveiled means to uncover, to let everyone see it. Do you know what a veil is? Some people might wear a veil to cover their face. In fact, I think Michael Jackson at one time, didn't he wear a veil sometimes? At least in the United States. Before a bride gets married, she will often cover her face with a veil. Now, unveiled is a verb. It's something you can do. So you might uncover it. Maybe this butter cow was covered with a blanket. It was a secret. We can't let anyone see this butter cow until the time is right. And then, like a magician performing some magic trick, the veil is lifted. That cow is unveiled to everyone. They can see it. So let's let's talk about what might happen with Elon Musk and Tesla. Maybe they come out with a brand new car. Maybe it's incredible. But they want it to be a big deal. They want it to make the news. So they keep it a secret until they are ready, until the time is right. Let's look at this sentence right here. Tesla's new car was unveiled on live TV for the first time. So there doesn't have to be a cover over it. doesn't have to be a blanket. But maybe just Tesla has said, ooh, we have a new car coming out. You can't see it yet. One day, when the time is right, we will unveil it to everyone. All right, let's just check through the chat. To make sure there are no questions, France is in the house. Danny, hope you're doing well. What is this? Seems like Mike. Seems like Brent is a big fan of Michael Jackson. 
I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but I do respect how talented he was. I think he had a great voice. I think he was a great dancer. His personal life, I don't know. Maybe he hung out with children too much. I don't know. Some people say he was just a big kid. I don't know. But as far as music goes, hard to argue that he was not talented. I think he was pretty good. I love the song, I Want You Back. Jackson 5, good song, good song. Meg is here. India is in the house. All right, just checking to make sure. Hey, this might be a good place to find a, uh, a speaking partner. I do know another plug for channel memberships. There have been some partners found in the Discord server. But what happens in the Discord server stays in the Discord server. We do not talk about the Discord server. First rule of the Discord server is we don't talk about the Discord server. If you've seen the movie Fight Club with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, you might know that uh, joke. Maybe the joke isn't funny, though. I don't know. Well, so Anya is talking to Harry. Maybe, maybe they were speaking partners. I don't know. Oh, unveiled pretty much means to spill the beans. Yeah, Manuel. Nice job. Yeah, sometimes spill the beans has a negative connotation, like you weren't meant to actually talk about something. I was on TikTok a couple days ago. I try not to get on TikTok too much because it can waste my time. I might spend too much time on TikTok and then I think, hey, where did the time go? I wanted to edit this video. But there was a funny TikTok. This man was sitting on the porch and there was a surprise party. Now it looked like the man had been drinking. And another man walks up the driveway. The man who was drinking says, hey, how come you're the last one at your surprise party? He's like, oh, there's a surprise party? I didn't know about that. And then a woman comes out of the house and says, why did you tell him it was supposed to be a surprise? That's spilling the beans right there. That is spilling the beans. Angelo, listening while working in Qatar. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. All right, we've only read the title so far. Let's get back to the article. Wait, what's this? Wait, hang on. I missed your question. I did miss your question. I'm sorry, Ario. Let's get back to this. Another question. Keyed up. Oh, keyed up. Wait, hang on. Let's get back to the article. Let's get back to the article here. And uh, I have a bunch of banners ready to help you with your English. I guess I, I have a question, though. Do you know what a county fair is? These are big in the United States. And if you are learning American English, it might be helpful to learn a little bit about American culture. This is starting to be fair season. 
fair season. If you look at the bottom, you can see how fair is spelled. F-A-I-R. Fair season starts at the end of August and runs through the middle of October. So for about two months, at least where I live, we have something called fair season. And I do want to do an English lesson at a fair. But if you know what fair means, please leave it in the chat so we can talk about it. And we often say a county fair. So I guess the other question is, well, what's a county? So the United States, pretty big country, United States. We have 50 states in the United States. Some of them are quite big, like California, Texas, Alaska. Those are big states. So the states are so big, they're also divided into something smaller called counties. Counties. And then each county usually has many cities and towns within it. So a county fair, does anybody know what a county fair is? Just, I'm sorry, I see some, I see some questions in the chat, but today we are working on this article. So I feel that if I answer all of the questions in the chat that aren't about the article, we'll never finish the article. And I think a lot of people are here to read the article so Natalia's here from Chile. Hope you're doing well. Is it like a feast? Hmm. How about this, Freddie? You could have a feast at a county fair. Ooh, Hilton. It's a place where exhibitions happen. Yes, it is. Oh, nicely done. So Oh, school fair. Okay. So Angelo says, during high school, I really loved the school fair. All right. Some schools have a fair. In fact, the elementary school near my house has a pumpkin festival, which is a lot like a fair. So at a county fair, hang on. Okay. Okay. So Manuel is talking about a fair or a tradition they have. In Spain, I have heard of that. I have heard of that. I think Anya from Germany says a fair is similar to Oktoberfest. I think you are right. I think you are right. If I know what happens at Oktoberfest, although at a fair in the United States, there might be a little bit less drinking. I, From what I know about Oktoberfest as an American, Seems like a lot of beer is consumed at a county fair. You might be able to get alcohol, but it's not a big part of the fair. Like Hilton said, there will be exhibitions. So they might have a contest to see who can make the best apple pie. And there will be judges there tasting the apple pie and people can get ribbons 
for having the best apple pie. Or they might have grown the biggest pumpkin. They can get a prize, a ribbon for having the best pumpkin. There will also be amusement park rides there. There might be a Ferris wheel. And of course, there's lots of food. But there also might be animals there. And there might be contests on who has the best cow. So a lot of people will go to these fairs in the fall or the autumn. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. My family and I go to a fair called the Freiburg Fair once a year. All right. Butter cow. Let's get back to the butter cow, Natalia. Hey, Molly, welcome. Hope you're doing well. All right. Just checking through the chat here. Okay. Okay. Anya says, you were right. I think Germans drink a lot (laughs) at fairs here. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but let the record show Anya is not in favor of that type of drinking. Yeah. So to be honest, you know, there are places where Americans will go and drink, but uh, a county fair is not one of them. Yeah. There might be a little drinking, but, um, but not much to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Most places in the United States, if there is a lot of people there, there will be drinking. But county fairs? No. You might see um, a tractor pull at a county fair. So if you know what a tractor is, if you've watched Bob the Canadian, he's on a farm and he has tractors. Well, one contest at a county fair is to have a tractor pull. And it's to see which tractor can pull the most weight. I promise that's a thing. A lot of farmers will go to a county fair. In this county fair in the state of Illinois, you look at that, Illinois, I know it ends with an S, but it's pronounced Illinois. Now, there are some native English speakers who will pronounce that Illinois but it's not. It's Illinois. And the biggest city in Illinois is Chicago. So if you've heard of that city, Chicago is in the state of Illinois. All right, let's move on to the actual article. Well, let's not move on too far. Let's take a look at one butter cow here. Make it a little bigger. Get rid of that banner. Since I'm hoping now everyone knows a little bit about the county fair, that is a cow. You could probably tell. But apparently, it's made of butter. And if you look at the caption down here, this was created way back in 1965. They had a butter cow at the 1965 Illinois State Fair. The first one was sculpted back in 1922 by a man named J.D. Wallace. It's made over a wire and wood frame using nearly 500 pounds of unsalted butter. Not sure what would happen if you use salted butter, but 
at least in the United States, you can buy butter that has had salt added to it. And you can buy butter that has not had salt added to it. And apparently the unsalted butter makes the best butter cow. I wonder what they do with all the butter after. That's a lot of butter. I looked it up. And if you are in a country that doesn't use pounds, 500 pounds is about 287 kilos. Okay. 287 kilograms. It's big. It's big. I think lots of butter. You can't put that butter cow out in the sun or it's going to melt. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron was talking about wasting food. And I think he's talking about the, the tomatoes that Manuel was talking about in Spain. And I think if you're going to waste 500 pounds of butter, that's pretty bad too. I am hoping that the article does not say what they do with the butter after, but I hope they do. What happens in Chile, Natalia? Oh, there are some cows and bulls, bull fests where people, usually farmers, buy those that they need to have in their camps. Interesting. And a rodeo. Okay. So it sounds similar to a county fair. Um, farmers will bring animals to a fair that they are proud of. So you will see cows and pigs and horses. Remember the tractor pull? I talked about there will also be horse pulls and oxen pulls, ox bulls, those kind of uh, cow like animals, oxes and bulls. A oh, good Hilton knows Chicago. Very cold in the winter. Yes, Chicago is known as the windy city. All right. Good to see people having chats there. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Manual says that they do use uh, rotten tomatoes already. Good. Good. Don't want to see too much food wasted, right? When so many people around the world are hungry. Let's get into this article now. The unveiling. Did I share this? Yes, I did. Okay. The unveiling of a beautifully sculpted butter cow and a ceremonial ribbon cutting are all that remains on the agenda before Thursday's opening of the popular Illinois State Fair. So that this takes place in Kentucky. That is short for Kentucky. So this article was written in Kentucky. Strange. Well, we just talked about what a fair is, but maybe we should talk about what a ceremonial ribbon cutting ceremony is. Ceremonial ribbon cutting. I have some pictures for you. Ribbon cutting. Ribbon cutting. When a new place is open, they sometimes have a ribbon cutting ceremony. Let's take a look at a picture. It's going to take me a second. Stop that share this but here are a bunch of pictures of a ribbon cutting ceremony that's what it looks like there is actually a ribbon 
and there are scissors there make this a little bigger there are scissors and that ribbon is cut when a new place opens maybe a new local restaurant maybe a new school they will have a ribbon cutting ceremony i don't know is that an american thing do you have ribbon cutting ceremonies where you live I don't know. I do need to take a sip of water. And uh, how about this? No, not that. This. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right, the water has been consumed. My throat feels a little better. Ribbon cutting ceremonies. Is that something you have in your country or is that just an American thing? I don't know. I did um, this week. I went to a restaurant called Obscura and I filmed an English lesson there. They just opened. But when you watch that English lesson, I am hoping that you will be able to order food in the United States confidently after that lesson. I just have to edit it. It will be out soon. But they just opened this week. Last week, they had a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Yeah, the business owners were there. The mayor was there. And the newspaper was there. And they had a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Ribbon, okay. So, Indonesia, Harry says, they do have ribbon-cutting ceremonies there. And in Japan, okay. So, maybe the United States stole that from another country so it's not just an american thing all right and germany does the same thing okay good good we're not alone all right but ooh, i gotta share okay stop share the article here again let's get into some more difficult english vocabulary article boom second paragraph second paragraph This year's iconic, hopefully you know that if you were here earlier, this year's iconic 500-pound butter cow will be unveiled Wednesday afternoon inside of the old dairy building. What the heck is a dairy building? If you'd like to participate virtually in the unveiling, you can follow this link. Well, unfortunately... We are watching this lesson, hopefully, you are watching this lesson on a Saturday. This happened Wednesday. So the butter cow has already been unveiled, but apparently you were able to watch it virtually. I'm wondering if everyone knows virtually now, especially after 2020. When everyone was locked in their houses, a lot of people were working virtually. They were going to school virtually, probably by Zoom. So if you wanted to see that butter cow unveiled, you could have followed that link and watched it as it happened virtually. You didn't have to be there in person. In person? is the opposite of virtually. Hopefully that, yeah, 
too late. The truck is backing up again. Can you hear that truck? I can hear it. Backing up again. How many times does a truck have to back up? And it's going to keep backing up. No, no, Manuel. I did not bring a slice of bread. I should have. Hopefully after, at the end of the county fair, county fairs usually last a week. I'm hoping everyone can bring their bread, their toast, their biscuits, their rolls, whatever they want buttered. They can bring it to that cow. Everybody gets butter. Wait a second. What is this? Hilton says dairy building equals daily food production. It's a special type of food, though. Dairy. It involves one ingredient. For something to be considered dairy, it has to have one ingredient. And guess what? That one ingredient comes from cows. Comes from human mothers. Comes from goats. Comes from a lot of mammals. What is this? What is this? Got a banner here. Uh, Dairy. Things that cows make. It has to have milk in it. So dairy. Cows. Things like butter and cheese. Those are dairy. As If it has milk in it, if it's made with milk, it can be considered dairy. In fact, in the United States, if you go into a supermarket, I actually have a lesson on the channel about going into a supermarket. There is a dairy section. So you can get your yogurt in your dairy section. You can get your milk. You can get your cheese. You can get your sour cream, I think. And the eggs are usually right near the dairy section, even though eggs are not dairy. Cows don't lay eggs, right? Chickens do, but cows don't. But in the United States, the dairy section will be all the way in the back of the supermarket or the grocery store so that you have to walk through the whole store just to get your eggs or your milk or your butter because they hope that you will buy other things when you go to that dairy section. You might see some new cereal. Ooh, I want that. Oh, you might see some more maple syrup or some soda and you'll buy more things at their store. Tricky, tricky. All right, back to the article. Bring it up here. You could have followed that link on Wednesday, but unfortunately it is Saturday. I think this, look at this. Oh, that's the 2019 butter cow. So they had a butter cow in 2019. This is a big thing, the butter cow. And you can see it says future. Butter cows are the future of the United States. I hope that's not how we get our butter from now on. You have to go to the cow made of butter to get your butter. Yeah, human mother, right? Some human moms can can give milk. A lot of them can. Not all. A lot can. 
Uh, yeah, I think ice cream would be considered dairy, right? But in most, in most larger supermarkets, the dairy would be refrigerated. And then the frozen food section is another section. And that is where you would find your ice cream. But some people are allergic to dairy. You might hear that sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm allergic to dairy. And if they are, they probably can't have ice cream. So I would, yeah, ice cream is, is, um, is dairy, but, but I don't know. Twinkies are not dairy. Are they? Is, is any actual real milk made with a Twinkie? I don't think so because I've heard Twinkies can last like 20 years. Like you could buy a Twinkie in 2022 and just wait until like 2040 to eat it. And I think it's still, it won't make you sick. That's what I've heard. I wouldn't try it. That's what I've heard. So it's got to be healthy, right? If it lasts 20 years, it's got to be healthy, right? Now you're talking a chocolate cow would be scrumptious. That that's different. I'm all in actually in my state of Maine. That's where I live. I live in the state of Maine. There is like a 500 pound moose made of chocolate. If I'm down there, I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram or, or the community tab, a 500 pound moose. I'm sure I could look it up and, and find it here. 500 pound moose in Maine. We have a picture. Well, they're actually real. Okay. I need to, um, I need to do chocolate moose. It's called Lenny the Moose. Let's do it. We can look at this right now. Lenny, yeah, let's do this. This will be fun. It's a different article, but won't be too bad. So I need to stop sharing that. Share this. Where Lenny, I didn't know his name was Lenny, but yeah, this is in Maine, not too far from where I live. And um, there's a chocolate moose there. It's the world's only life-size chocolate mousse. So life-size means this chocolate mousse is as big as one is in real life. Oh, it looks like a little baby bear too. A little bear cub made of, of chocolate. Let's see some facts. Oh, look at this. I said 500 pounds. Lenny is 1,700 pounds. Hey, Siri. How many kilograms is 1,700 pounds? Let's see. Uh, so that means it is 771 kilos. It's pretty big. Um, Lenny was sculpted on site. Yeah. So what that means on site is um, he wasn't sculpted somewhere else. And then transported to that store, he was sculpted in the store. He was sculpted on site. Yeah, I don't think you can really lug around a 1,700-pound moose. What are some other ones? Approximately means 
they don't know the exact time approximately it's, it's pretty close pretty close so it took a, about a month it took about four weeks it took approximately four weeks so i guess lenny has a pond a little little bit of water that's not really water it's a uh, white chocolate 1997 all right Hey, how many toes does a moose have on each foot? Four. Did you know that? Look, at you thought you were coming here to learn about a butter cow. But a bonus, you're also learning about a chocolate moose. What other English teachers talk about butter cows and chocolate mooses? I think I'm the only one. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe there's a reason no other English teachers are talking about butter cows. Maybe because it's dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get back to the article. So American, Cecilia says, right? I mean, it is. Wasting food to make animals. All right. Back to the article. I, I got to stop and then... Get back here. Share the screen. Takes a little bit. All right. We were looking at this iconic butter cow from 2019. And Natalia has a question. Is there in the U.S. a place like a butter cow museum? Sometimes I think Americans love to create all kinds of museums. I don't know. Um, We do have a lot of crazy museums. I don't know if there is a butter cow museum and what happens to these butter cows after. I don't think the article says. All right. Then on Thursday, now, you know, river, ribbon cutting already. Then on Thursday, the Illinois state fair will hold their ribbon cutting ceremony. The even begins at 3 PM in August 11th at the main gate. Okay. Typos here. Typos. These are not my typos. This is the article. Now I, I wrote how this sentence should be written right here, but it's not the event. It's the event. And they even got a preposition wrong, which most most native English speakers will not get this preposition wrong. We just hear it way too much. But that is how the sentence should be written. The event begins at 3 p.m. on August 11th at the main gate. Don't you love English prepositions? I mean, let me know in the chat. What is harder? English prepositions? or English phrasal verbs? What is more difficult? I don't know. Right there, the even begins at 3 p.m. in August 11th. Now, there is a spelling mistake. They forgot the T, so that could affect the meaning. But if you say on August 11th, which is correct, or if you say in August 11th, the listener will know what you mean, 
it will just sound a little strange. Oh, wow. Okay. Noriko says prepositions. Absolutely. Really? Prepositions? Okay. Natalia says prepositions. Okay. Phrasal verbs are 10. Phrasal verbs are arduous for me. Ooh, good word there. Meaning they are hard. It's a synonym for hard. If something is arduous, it is hard. And I, and I would say that learning English is arduous. It takes a long time. Don't get frustrated. Don't get mad. When you see people talking about, oh, I learned English in 30 days. No, no, you didn't. You didn't learn how to have a conversation in 30 days. Okay, Freddie, both are difficult. They are, right? So I will try to come up with a good English lesson on prepositions. I do have a couple on the channel, but prepositions. Ooh, I did a live lesson about prepositions of place. I think that was a good one. We took a quiz together. Maybe we could do another one like that. Phrasal verbs are funny to imagine. Yes, yeah, some of them make no sense, the phrasal verbs. We will just stick an up or an out at the end of an English phrasal verb. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, I thought up a new song today. Thought up. Can't you just say I thought of a new song today? If somebody is a songwriter, yeah, I thought up a new song. Both work. I thought of a new song today. I thought up a new song today. Both work. They mean the same thing. One uses a preposition. One uses a phrasal verb. All right. So Danny says phrasal verbs are harder to learn. Maria says both. Uh, but yeah, but there are, there are way more phrasal verbs and prepositions. That is true. So even, and I know most people in the chat right now are probably at an advanced level in English. So there are way more phrasal verbs and there are probably fewer choices you have to make for prepositions like at, in, and on when you're talking about time or place. But yeah, nailing that correct preposition is hard, but I'll, I'll give you some good news. I think just by listening, if you've been here since the beginning, we've been talking or I have been talking for about 45 minutes and I have never, not once in this whole talk, used the wrong preposition. So listening to native English speakers speak listening to your favorite movies, your favorite TV shows, really high-level non-native English speakers, they are probably not going to use a preposition in the wrong way. So just by lots and lots of listening will help you with those prepositions. Also with, with English phrasal verbs too. Um, I think you could have an entire conversation without using an English phrasal verb, but you can't have a long conversation without using a lot of prepositions. So it's tough. Both are tough. Mm. I just took a drink. 
I should have reminded everybody to uh, hit that like button if you haven't yet. Where's this guy? Get him back here. That's not it. If this That's lesson it. is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right. Let's get rid of that. Get rid of that. We're good. We're good. So the next one here, after that typo, the sentence starts with following. There is another advanced English word there. Following the initial ribbon cutting. I think initial can be tough. Officials will disperse to cut ribbons at their own tents. All right, so initial. We need to talk a little bit about initial. Whenever you hear the word initial, think the first time. There are a couple different ways to use initial, but for this sentence, initial, it means the first. So following the first ribbon cutting, initial, hang on a second. Do believe that Angelo... Angelo dropped a super sticker. I got to stop for a second and say, thank you so much to Angelo. Thank you. Angelo does this quite often. I do appreciate it. I hope he is learning lots of English while he is listening at work. I have spoken to Angelo a couple times on Zoom. I think it was. His English is really high and um, at a high level. And I think he listens a lot. So, Angelo, great way to learn English. Thank you so much for the super sticker. Here you go. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you so much, Angelo. It does mean a lot. I hope you are learning lots of English with these lessons. Oh, Manuel, it's got to go. Okay. Keep that in mind, talking about justice in the United States. Okay. Justice. And, and Manuel is a channel member. So there is a, a lesson on Roe v. Wade I did a couple weeks ago when that was big news. All right. So initial, initial is the first time something happens. And I do have a sentence here for you. My initial thought was to say no, but then I thought it over and said Yes. And I tried to put in a, a little phrasal verb there for you. Thought it over. When you think something over, you give it a little time. So my first thought was to say no. My initial thought was to say no. But then I thought it over and said yes. Oh, no. I got to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Initial. And then we have another one right there, which is disperse. Actually, I have one more sentence here. Initially, summer was cold, but then it turned out to be hot. So I don't know if that is what happened to your summer in your country. But when summer first started here where I live, it was like cold. And we all thought, oh, no, are we even going to have a summer this year? And then it turned out, another English phrasal verb, it turned out to be a rather warm summer. But initially, 
it was cold initially you might hear that also initially it was cold my first or my first initial thought was that the summer was going to be cold you don't need to say first there because initial does start does mean first but you can my initial first thought was but you don't need to my initial thought was it was going to be cold just like today i have a sweatshirt on the sun came out and now it's a little warmer today so they had an initial ribbon cutting ceremony near the butter cow but then the officials the people in charge of the state or the county fair dispersed so disperse means there is a group together and then they separate so disperse um let's say there's a fire in a building that's a terrible thing but you would think that people trying to avoid the fire they would disperse they would go in separate directions they would go in different directions in the united states there was a time i think it was the summer of 2020 there were a lot of protests people got together in groups and said we are not happy about something and sometimes the police will come and say you need to disperse you need to go in your separate directions back to your houses disperse hope that helps hope you now know what disperse means bless me thank you in the united states that is quite common when somebody sneezes another person will say oh bless you but i don't know what is done in your country but in the united states we do say bless you you might hear god bless you and I think in, in Germany, you might hear Gesundheit. Is that, is that German, Anya? And sometimes in the United States, Americans will say, oh, Gesundheit. Yeah, sometimes we say German. And uh, most of the time, when I end these live lessons, I say adios, amigos. You might hear native English speakers use a little bit of Spanish every so Oh, thank you. Thank you, Arrone. Bless me. Yeah, the radio station. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i making a little money from YouTube. And uh, I wanted to sound a little professional. So with the money I make on YouTube, sometimes I'll buy a microphone. Sometimes I will buy a new camera to try to make better English lessons. Sometimes I will buy sound effects. If you saw the video I used on thursday that came out the deep dive lesson about stall there are sound effects so i'm trying to make the english a little bit better yeah this guy i like this guy's voice though i heard him i'm like you know let's do it if this lesson is helping your english improve don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning english he sounds very professional yeah, and if you do have any friends that are trying to learn English and you think this could help them, yeah, please hit that share button. But for us to learn any English, I got to teach some English, right? So let's get back to the article 
I could talk with the chat all day. I find it to be very fun. Oh, um, Natalia, the drums downstairs, they were saved. I do not have to buy new drums. They were cheap drums anyway. I think I paid $200 for them about five years ago. They're still going strong, though. They're still going strong. Ah, didn't know that. Salud. When you when you sneeze, salud. All right. No, not, not yet. Natalia, adios amigos. Not yet. Not yet. We got a little bit more of this article. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it could. The couples went their separate ways. Sure. At the end of the night, you know, if um, a bunch of people are hanging out, you know, they probably all go back to their houses after. They probably disperse, you know? All right, disperse. Hasta la vista, baby. I saw that, Harry. Yeah. Um, was that Terminator? I think that movie made Hasta la Vista. Very famous. All right. Um, I think the next one here. We um we have a, a a couple officials and guests that have been invited to the event. So let's talk about these people. The governor of Illinois. As I said before, there are no, and I didn't share the article. Let's put that up there. Sorry. Right at the top, it says the governor of Illinois. A governor is just like the president of the United States. Our president, Joe Biden. He is in charge of the whole country. Well, each of the 50 states also has somebody in charge of the state. They run the state. They are the leader of the state. And we call that person the governor, the governor. Okay. And then under that, there is another title and that is first lady. The first lady is the woman married to the governor or the president. So Joe Biden's wife is named Jill and she is called our first lady. The wife of the president, the wife of the governor, their title is the first lady. For the first time ever, our vice president is a woman, Kamala, Kamala Harris. And she's married to a man. And guess what? He is called the second husband. So we have a first lady and we also have a second husband. Since she is like second in charge of the United States as vice president, her spouse is called the second husband. Just in case you, you didn't know. Um, the next one here. Julia Stratton, she's the lieutenant governor of Illinois. A lieutenant governor is just like a vice president. So second in charge. If anything happens to the governor, the lieutenant governor will take over. Just in case you didn't know. Um, moving on here. Once the ceremonial ribbon cutting comes to an end, most of the guests will make their way to Lincoln Park 
for the start of the annual Twilight Parade. Make their way. I didn't know if you would know that term. So what I wanted to do was give you another sentence with make their way or made their way. That's how you say it in past tense. After the movie, everyone made their way to the exit. Hope that helps. After the movie, everyone made their way to the exit. So they're not dispersing. It's actually the opposite. Everyone is going to the same place, the exit. After speaking with the pilot, I made my way to my seat. So it just means you are like walking somewhere. Um, let's see, since my car was broken, I made my way to the store by walking. Yeah. I didn't know if that was new for you. Made their way. It's just a different way to say kind of going from one place to the other. Annual means it happens once a year. Did you know that? Annual means it happens once a year. So the Illinois State Fair is an annual event. It happens only once a year. Thanksgiving in the United States happens in November. That happens annually. Annually is the adverb for annual. Annual is an adjective. Annually. It happens annually annually describes verbs adverbs verbs adjectives fun stuff i'm sure you have something uh like that in your language adjectives adverbs nouns fun stuff grammar we don't do a lot of grammar on this channel hey harry i'm glad i could teach you something today first lady second husband new things for me good the butter cow. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so in the United States, parents will often give their children chocolate bunnies at Easter. Yeah, butter cows. I don't know if anybody would buy a butter cow. 500 pounds of butter. Where, where do they keep that cool? I know it can get hot in Illinois in August. That poor butter cow would just melt. It would just be a puddle. Look through the chat just to make sure. Yes, annual is yearly. Yeah, you could say the state fair happens yearly. You could. Absolutely. All right, just looking through the chat. I am just skipping questions that aren't about the article. It's because we, oh, Anya had to leave. I'm sorry, Anya. All right. Next one here. Got some more. We're not done yet. We're not quite done. The English learning will continue. And I think that was a picture of this year's butter cow. And it didn't, it's not there for some reason, but it is on the thumbnail. I am in the thumbnail with a butter cow. The Illinois State Fair lasts from August 11th through 
that little hyphen, that little line means through August 21st. And the fairgrounds will be open from 7 a.m. to midnight each day. And the fairgrounds is where a fair happens. It's literally the ground on which the fair happens, the fairgrounds. This year's free admission days are as follows. So admission is the price it costs to get in somewhere. So you usually have to pay an admission to get into a movie. And you also have to pay an admission to get into a fair. Let's see what the, um, the free, we'll talk about veterans here in a minute. The free days. So if you are a veteran, you can get in free on August 14th, of course, with proper ID. So if you have proper identification, that's what ID stands for, a driver's license, a passport, a piece of paper that proves who you are, that is an ID. And you can see at the bottom of the screen, Veterans are people who served in the military. So former soldiers, or they could be a cook in the military. They could be a doctor or a nurse in the military. Veterans, they have served in the military. They have served in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines. Those are some branches of the U.S. military. How about immediate family? I bet that is new for a lot of people. Immediate family. What, 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 the, what the heck is that? Also, this is even crazier. You might hear nuclear family. Those two things mean the same thing. Immediate family, nuclear family. We don't use nuclear as much, but if you ever hear nuclear family, what the heck is it? Just checking through the comments to know if, um, to see if anybody knows what immediate family means. Oh, Ario says he knows. Come on, Ario, put it in the chat. What does it mean? What does it mean? It's not your cup of tea. I like it. I like it. Yes, free entrance. So they do not have to pay an entrance fee on those dates. All right, here we go. There's a little delay here, but immediate family means spouse or partner and children. That's it. So my immediate family is my wife, Jamie. You may have met her here on the channel and my two kids. It's my immediate family. It's not my brother, my sister, my nephews, my uncles, my mom, my dad. Immediate family. It's it's kind of like who lives in your house. But you might have a mom or dad living in your house. Um, like I know Ario is younger. And he still lives at home, we say. So it's like your mother, your father and your siblings, your brothers and your sisters. That's your immediate family. No cousins, no uncles, no nieces, no nephews, 
no parents, no grandparents. I mean, if you're my age, but if you are the child living at home, it's your parents. But I think most people in the chat are my age. So your immediate family, your spouse, your children. If you are a child living at home, it's your brothers and your sisters and your parents. That's it. So veterans get in free. They don't have to pay to get into the fair and also their immediate family. Hope that helps. Yeah, William's good one. It's the most direct family. Yes. Nicely done. Your direct relatives. Hilton. Nicely done. Yeah, you do. You would need to pay an entrance fee to see the butter cow. Don't know how much the entrance fee is for the Illinois State Fair. What what do you know? That's the end. That is the end of the article. That's the end of this English lesson. We have gone about an hour and 10 minutes. I hope after listening to me speak mostly slowly. Sometimes I spoke a little more quickly to try to help you with that English listening comprehension. We learned some new words today, I hope. We get to read a little bit. Reading and listening are two of the best ways you can improve your English. It's really easy to do. It's something that you can do by yourself. You don't need a speaking partner. But of course, at some point, you probably do want to go see, um, get a, a speaking partner at some point. Hello Talk is a good app, a free app to try to find a speaking partner. Also, you can become a channel member and maybe find one on Discord, our private Discord server we have. So Harry asks, what if we have an uncle or an aunt living with us? They would not be your immediate family. Yeah, they would, they would be living with you. You might be really close to them, but they would not be considered immediate family. So if you were a veteran and you went to the fair and you said, oh, here's my uncle, he's going to get in free with me, they would say no. It would have to be one of your children, one of your parents, or a brother or a sister. Um, at some point, like Harry, I think you're a little older, you probably couldn't get your mom and dad in if you're like in your 20s or your 30s. Maybe, maybe they would be nice. Maybe they would say, oh, you served our country? Yeah, bring them, bring them in. Shh, don't tell anyone. Bring them in. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Yeah, but grandmother, no. Yeah, grandmother, no. They're too, they're too far removed, we would say. Parents, children, siblings, your immediate family. Aroni said to summarize today's lesson, one word, Americans, just Americans. And I get, and Aroni told me this week that Domino's pizza has been kicked out of Italy. 
Maybe we should do that article next week. Italy said ciao to Domino's. Bye-bye. See you later. All right. We are done here. Cecilia, thank you so much. Cecilia always has very nice things to, to say to me, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Let's do it. It's always a good time here. I... I always have a good time. I hope you always have a good time here. I hope you keep coming back. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe. Share it with a friend. Do all that YouTube uh, YouTube stuff. All right. Hey. See ya, Maria. Enrico, hope you're doing well. In advanced? Yes. So, and Noriko, I need to mention, uh, she left a very nice comment during the week. And she said, I think she listened to a lesson like three times, three times while she was cleaning. I mean, it's a great way to learn English. Just put me in the, on in the background or another English teacher on YouTube, hit play, put some AirPods in some earphones, go to town, go to town. Just, just do your thing. Let that English sink in. Hopefully it becomes better and better each day. Letitia, oh, I'm sorry. Late. Okay, she's going to watch on replay. Hope everything is well in Brazil. Good to see you. All right. Eagles fly. Eagles fly is still here. All right. Eagles fly from East Timor. Glad you're here. Hopefully you have a good week. We'll see you next week. I'll have a video out on Thursday. It's going to be about, what is it about? I don't know, American Fireworks Store, or I think it will be the five toughest words in English explained. These are tough words. One of them's tough, the actual word tough, thorough, though, throughout. What's the other one? Thought. Through. Is that six? I mean, they're so difficult. Like I had to film each one on a separate day. Because it confused me to talk about all five of those words. Tough, through. There's like three or four ways to, to, to write through. Through, thought, thorough, throughout. I think I'll release that one. I got to finish editing it. All right. I'm rambling. Thank you so much. I don't want this to end though. I'll see you next week. Adios, amigos. Have channel members, what is going on? I am going to do my best to explain in the simplest terms possible in one take, no editing, um, what's going on with something in the United States we like to call Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. If you say that to an American, they're probably going to know what that is. So it's a court case. Roe versus Wade, couple people's last names, and um, it was overturned this week in the United States. So I, my goal is for you to not know how I feel about this. Like this is a very controversial topic. And when I use that word controversial, it means you can take two people 
and they will feel very strongly about this issue, but they could feel completely different about it. Um, in the United States, gun laws are very controversial. Abortion, that's what we're talking about. Abortion is very controversial. We have two sides, pro-life, and that means they don't think a baby should be killed. That's the terms that they would use. Or you would have pro-choice, and that means the woman gets to decide what happens in her body, all right? So if uh, somebody is pro-choice, they're probably a Democrat, and they would use the term terminate a fetus. Terminate a fetus. It sounds so much nicer than killing a baby, right? Uh, so this week, a court case that said a woman could get an abortion in the United States, all over the United States, was overturned. I think that's the term we would use, overturned. So that court case, Roe v. Wade, happened in 1973, I think. It was the early to mid-70s. I'm not sure. And in 2022, the Supreme Court said, now, nah, take it away. Take it away. So what does that mean for us in the United States? Um, there are probably a lot of terms that I'm not covering. And if you want me to, Anytime, like just leave it in the comments and I can do another video. But I'm not talking about why the Supreme Court is so important. I'm not talking about how a Supreme Court judge gets on the Supreme Court. If you want me to do that, I can. But what the Supreme Court did last week was basically say states, all the 50 states, you now decide. So where I live in Maine, we're a blue state. That's kind of a hard term. Um, but the majority of people that live in my state are Democrats. And so they're pro-choice. That makes sense. But take another state like Texas or Florida. That's a red state. Most of the people living in that state, they are Republicans so they will be pro-life. So a young lady or any lady, I guess, who is pregnant and wants to terminate, there's that verb again, wants to terminate the pregnancy. If they live in my state, they're probably fine. Probably not a lot will change in my state. So, but if you're uh, a woman living in Texas or Florida, there is a chance that you might hear the term abortion clinic. That's where a woman can go to have an abortion, to terminate a fetus, to kill the baby. Uh, a lot of those will probably be disappearing in red states. It's, we're still early. Who knows what exactly is going to happen? But the Supreme Court basically just said the states will decide. That doesn't mean that abortions are illegal in the United States. It just now depends on what state you live in 
if you can get one easily or not. Now, thankfully, I've never had to worry about abortions. I've been very lucky. Um, but I can imagine that a, a lot of women or a lot of couples, I mean, it, it affects women way more, though. Um, and if you're living in a state that's red and is likely to shut down abortion clinics, there's no guarantee now. So this woman wanting to get an abortion might have to go to a different state. If you're living in Texas, you might have to drive a long, long ways to the nearest blue state. I don't know where that would be. It might be California or Arizona. So yeah, it just got a whole lot more complicated for certain people, certain couples, certain women that want to have an abortion. We'll have to see. But um, mostly the South in the United States is mostly red and the North is mostly blue. Out West, it's mostly blue. I mean, that's a really simple term, but I would never do this on the channel. It's just too controversial. But uh, I heard a couple members um, that were curious about it. So if something is unclear, leave a comment and I can, I can do more videos, little videos. But hopefully that has answered some questions that you might have. But if you have more, just feel free, you know, ask, ask away in the um, comment section or on Discord or whatever. All right, thanks for being members. Thanks for watching this, if this was uh, interesting to you. And I know that it might not be interesting to everybody, so that's why, controversial for members only. All right, see ya.